So ladies yep. and gentlemen, uh, we have a pretty awesome show on deck for you guys. So I have two pages of notes. There's Woo. been a ton of things happening in the NFT community. Woo. A lot happening with crypto. And we're going to bring you all the news today with Crypto Casuals, where we basically are going to do kind of like a week in review, right? One episode a week is going to be kind of up-and-comers, artists, creatives, uh, business people who are in the NFT or the crypto space trying to change it. And then it's going to be Cage and I once a week, giving you kind of an update. So we're going to talk about five projects today. Raccoon Secret Society. Ooh. A lot of interesting things there. Tom Bilyeu's Founders Key NFT, which I think is has potential to be a very similar to a uh, Gary VV Friends project. I'm going to talk about Lions Club, but from a, specifically from the Roar Rewards, okay? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Stack Toads. Stack Toads. We're talking about Stack Toads today. That's the one I texted you about and said we make sure that that's one of the five we talked about, Stack Toads. Oh, is that right? I didn't, yes. I didn't get that stacked message. Toads. I apologize. Yes, Did that's you the one. Stack Toads? Stacked Toads. I want to make sure that's one of the top five that we talk about in the next episode of Crypto Casuals. That's the text. I'll find it for you if you want, but I'll have to go no, off camera. I believe you. I believe you. Okay. So let's start in with that because, I mean, we're going to talk about, you know, rising gas prices. Ethereum yeah. has gone up. We just got off yep. an episode with a gen- where a gentleman who isn't in the uh, NFT space had a great comment. You know, he said, if you guys are such believers of NFTs, isn't ETH, such, ETH a better investment? So we could touch on that. But talk to me, why stack toads? Let's start off by saying this, right? If I were a new person in the space, if I were getting into, into NFTs, remember, this is just not just an NFT show. We're going to talk about NFTs, but Andrew brings up a great topic to start off with, and it's Ethereum. It's Bitcoin over $60,000. It's Ethereum running. You know, it's crypto casual. Let's just talk about anything crypto, anything right. in the crypto space. So, so my first question for you, Captain Crypto, which is what I'm going to call you on the show, not Coach Crypto, Captain Crypto, um, <laughs> is... is if I was doing clip here where I referred to myself as Coach Goldberg once in our first episode, <laughs> I didn't know what my alias should be. I didn't know. I didn't know. <laughs> Love it, man. So, but here, here's the fun, right? So, if if I were somebody who got into the NFT space in the last couple of weeks, and I had no patience, or I wasn't around to see that it, like any other market, had ebbs and flows and ups and downs and quiet periods and you name it. I would be running for the hills right now. Tell me why I shouldn't be running for the hills when, when you know, you get into the space and all of a sudden it's um, basically no matter what you've put your money in, there you have less money now. <laughs> and you're talking about NFTs, right? NFTs. Yep, I'm talking about NFTs. Well, okay. Let's start with looking at the bright side because everything is priced in that in ETH in that ecosystem. You're you're. NFT, even if it went down, let's say 33%, ETH is up 50% in the last few weeks, right? It's was around 2,600 a few weeks ago. Now it's at 3,800. It's hovering right at that that price. So even though your uh, NFT project might not be doing well and across the board, they've been, they've been hit pretty hard. And I think something has to do with the rising gas prices. Uh, You're still not down as much as it seems because ETH is up. So, so there's an interesting thing. Okay. Sure. Another um, promising thing is how young we are into this whole DeFi space, right? Like ah, the DeFi space. Okay. It's it's so new. Like uh, I got to refer you guys to a Bankless channel, and they do a weekend review there as well. Uh, they're talking about how this is, you know, a sixty seventy billion dollar industry. If we just talk about DeFi, compare that to you know equities. Compare that to art. Compare that to even you know 
uh, other collectibles, those are in the trillions. So the whole DeFi space is so young. Adoption is through the roof. And I heard a great stat. Uh, if you match up these charts with the 1990s, 2000s uh, internet boom, the rate of adoption, right? The rate of adoption is demand, right? Stri strictly demand. We'll, we'll talk about supply side of NFTs in a second, but strictly demand, the internet was adopted at about 60% year over year. Okay. That, that's a lot, right? It grows 60% yep. every year. Yep. Cryptocurrency space as a whole, as a whole is growing at 123% year over year. So what that means is just to use the NFT world. There's let's say 500,000 wallets on OpenSea. Next year, there will be a hundred, uh, one million, two hundred thirty thousand. Wow. Two million. Yeah. And then four. And so it's fair to say you're bullish because of the way it's growing there, right? No, I'm it's pissed. growing because people are coming in. Why are you pissed? Because my NFTs are losing money and I'm, I'm a consumer and an investor just like these people. And I, I like when it goes. Yeah. So how, how is it that you can be so bullish on the numbers, right? That it's just going to continue to double. When the people that are those numbers, remember, it's not just numbers, the people that are those numbers are are talking about leaving the space because they're just getting hammered. How can you actually be so uh, three quarters of the discords, the 99% of the people who are getting money in NFTs that are actually going to go down? Because 99% of NFTs are going to go down. So I'm bearish right now. I'm coming into this episode pretty bearish on NFTs. Not on crypto, not on the space, but on, on, on NFTs. Cage, because I'm young. I am young, but I've, I've seen this before. And I saw it just a few months ago with uh, sports cards, right? There you go. Mm -hmm. Slug that back. Yep. Uh, I saw the same game play out with sports cards where a lot of people came into the sports card world. Uh, they were promised, you know, rainbows and butterflies and unicorns. You'll double, triple your money in overnight. Yep. Same thing happened with sports cards. And then when that couldn't happen, a lot of people were complaining and there was this threat, this ominous threat of they're going to leave the hobby. And I said, good, let them leave. What's the thing you hate the most about the sports card hobby? Vegas Dave. Just it, kidding. And that's a great answer, right? It's, it's, it's an influencer. Are you leading me to water like you would you would lead a fish to yeah, water? 100%. I'm taking this fish right back to the water. So 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 it's a Vegas Dave. It, it, is, it is an influencer who uses that influence for their own gain, leaving people in the wake. And that is going to bring us to Stack Toads. There's an influencer by the name of Beanie.eth. Right? So he tweeted about a week ago about a project called Stack Toads, right? It was a cool project, a DeFi project, one of the one of the cool ones, right? Following on the Kongs with their banana coin, right? And the Kongs had flown. The Genesis Kongs were going like crazy, right? And you know, Dave, even, and even before we get too deep, not to cut sure. you off, I know you get on a roll and it's it's yes, like uh, cool runnings and yep. getting as one of those guys. Yep. Our shadowy coder can't join us today because he's with his shadowy girlfriend. Oh. If you need me to screen share, I will play his role. Okay, so if you want me I to just pull assumed, these up, no, I just assumed that he was in like he was in the, the deep shadows background. He was there somewhere, and he would just come like, chime in. He, I, so. I think he's deep. I don't know. I we share, you know, we share a wall. It it sounded that way. But it sounds anyway. like he's deep. All right. Well, so on the stack toads, right? So beanie.eth. Uh, message about this and it's a it's a very young project it minted on october 3rd or something like that right and about a about a week into it he's talking about how this is the next the, you know cyber Kongs type thing great thing to get into um if you stack your toads you're getting 50 stack you know these coins stack coins for each each day that you keep it uh you Gage, know, this is it day, right that's it stack toads right 
so so and what was cool about this was you know they had a thousand unstacked toads and you could stack 29.99 stacked toads you had to add three three of the unstacked to make a stack one right so i read his stuff and i'm like all right this makes sense you know what the next the next thing in uh in the NFT world is going to be this this DeFi, right? These coins, you know, look what's going on with, with CyberCons. Let me get into this, right? And I started getting in and I said, all right, you know what? This is kind of cool. I understand that I'm going to I'm gonna stake these toads that I'm buying and they're going to earn me this these, these you know, stack coins, right? And stack is worth stack. It's not really worth uh, any monetary dollar because then you run into securities problems like a couple of the other, you know, ones that, that the... Um, the and for people who are new to the hobby, staking means you kind of put yours away, put in, away. in a vault. You don't yep. have access to them for a duration of time, but you earn some kind of benefit. With Correct. if you stake ETH, a lot of people stake ETH before ETH 2.0. They they put it. It's good for long-term holders. They put it away. They can't access it, but they get a yield of six percent. Same thing here. You earn toads for how long you you uh, stack your toad away, right? Correct. You are, you're earning stack is the is the coin. Right. Cool. So, uh, you know, the Genesis Kongs, the, they had banana coins and even like normies like, like Darren Ravel were tweeting about how, you know, this thing was churning out, you know, $75,000 worth a year or whatever it is, blah, 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 because they were actually, you know, you can you go on Dex tools, you, you go on Uniswap and you can actually swap it out for Ether, you swap it out for for, you know, for U.S. dollars. Um, so I'm like, all right, this all makes sense. The guy's talking a lot. You're making a lot of sense. Let me get into this. And at the time I got in, the 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 stack toads were a little north of one and a half ETH, right? Per stack toads, which is, I mean, I think they minted at like 0.03, right? So obviously they had a heck of a run. But he's like, I'm going to get in. I'm going to buy this stuff. I'm getting in. And, you know, I'm not going to follow what he did or didn't do. But there's a couple lessons. Number one, right? He is no longer in the project. All right. There were some issues with the project. There was a, a, an exploit of the stack token, whole nine yards. But I will say this. What I will say is at one point in time, I had purchased um, four or five stack toads for approximately 1.5 ETH each. Let's call it six ETH. And two or three days after Beanie started talking about it. Right. So, you know, I always say don't to do your own research. Don't follow people. Right. After he had started talking about it. Two, three days and i had owned this now so i'm only in it for a couple days now genesis kongs were flying the zombie toads were flying the cryptoads were flying all of these DeFi, you know coin earning um um nfts were flying at which could be comparable point, to a dividend stock is that fair i mean you no know, because it's not a security but right. but but yes you know in layman's terms basically you're keeping your item off the market and they're paying you a return so that they can provide a utility of value to their coin which eventually is supposed to be used for things there's supposed to be a utility for that coin that stack right. coin whether it's a game an arcade whatever it be so are you in the cage i'm just trying to get of course it. of course like if i hold this stack code for yes. 90 yes. days I'm and they get... have their own website where it tells you okay you know, if it, it, it and when I bought in, it was about a dollar per stack. So it was fifty stacks. So it was fifty dollars a day per toad. And we had four of them. It was two hundred dollars a day. At one point in time, I had you know several. Two days after Beanie tweeted about this, just get this, okay? Because lots of lessons. One, do your own research. But two, two, don't be greedy. Because I am greedy and made several mistakes. Two days after Beanie tweeted about this, the floor price on stack toads went to four ETH per. Wow. One point and the token was a dollar thirty approximately per, right? So I'm sitting there with about a thousand of these tokens. It's thirteen hundred bucks, not a big deal, but I have four of these, and I'm like, 
ah, you know, I mean, I could cash out now, but I'm going to cash out. I'm going to cash out a couple of ETH. And these things go to 10, you know, every, and everyone in the Discord is going crazy, right? Because there's no adversity. This went from mint up, up, up. Now you got Beanie in here. You got all these people buying on him telling you, get in on four, four ETH, you name it, the whole nine years. These things are going to be great. And so number one, should have sold. Okay, obviously hindsight, should have sold right there. Number two, as they start to come down, I'm like, all right, you know what? I see them start to move. They start Can to I stop you because this Please. is a beginner episode? Sure. Um, you bought it. You had a several at 1.5. Four. They went, you had four. And they went from 1.5 to four. We always mm -hmm. talk about entry strategy, but I've learned this yep. from sports cards. Exit strategy is equally important. Mm -hmm. right? We're not, we always think in all or nothing. Yep. But there is opportunity in these scenarios where you can sell half and yep. you hold half. So just something yep. to... to um, learn here from our experience yeah. so overall guys i just want to make sure you guys know and nfts in the space this year i am up even with these nightmares and and i want to make sure you know anybody who only shows you their wins and doesn't show you their losses is a liar anybody who shows you only their wins and not their losses is somebody you shouldn't listen to because it's somebody who's hiding things from you and i want to come out there and tell you about my losses right. just as i'll tell you about my wins and that, i think that's important right um and this is a loss and it's a learning loss right and it, it's left a bad taste in my mouth but you know what it is when something starts moving up like that and you got people in it and you got the discord going crazy everybody's whipping up and you talk about lambos and flying past the moon and all this stuff you think to yourself what's a couple thousand dollars when you've already made significantly more than that this year this is the one that could be the next one look what cyber kongs are doing you know look at what the kongs are look at the banana doll this could be the next one this is, it's already got this beanie guy in it it's already going crazy well listen i wound up buying 12 more of these on their way down right on their way down with an average price about 1.1 ETH total on 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 all 12 let's say you know so so I bought them as they had to buy them at three or two. I bought them, you know, more as they had come down, um, thinking, all right, they'll go back up. Uh, Beanie obviously exited. Um, at one point, the coin itself was a, a penny. The stack coin was a penny. And I believe the floor on the toads is now 0.35. That's accurate. From four east. Uh, as we do this episode at 0.35. I exited higher than that because at some point you have to take your loss. You have to leave you have to get out and i did uh, with a pretty large loss on this um and lots of lessons to be learned here right you know one don't just follow somebody blindly even if what they're saying makes sense i mean i started doing a lot before i, I didn't jump in as soon as there was a tweet i jumped in and did some research like you know i'm not an expert in, in in this area but it sounded like the next frontier plus everything is going good you know, could you make an argument that this was just doomed for a lot of reasons? The Dow turtles were taken off because of some uncertainty by OpenSea, and this was a similar thing. So a lot of uncertainty crept in because people were like, this thing could get delisted. Overall, NFT market has gone down as the price of ETH went up. Um, you know, a lot of things working against it. Um, there was also an exploit where somebody basically cashed out something like 30 or 40 ETH worth of the coin, just tanking the price of the coin. Um, so, you know, a lot of stuff going on with it. Um, it definitely cut into my profit on the year by a nice little chunk. Um, and what are the learnings? The learnings are, so number one, don't just follow because somebody's saying that they're doing it because chances are he had already been buying significantly at one point. And of course, magically, just by luck, his exit was at the peak, right? Um, and you're so, watching his wallet as this is going on? 
I mean, yeah, you you know, you watch the wallet, but obviously, you know, people do things in different wallets, right? People do things in other wallets, right? People don't do things in their own wallet up front. Maybe they buy one or two in their wallet. They buy 20 in another wallet who heard their friends are buying them, and that's the one they're selling on. You know what I mean? So I'm not saying that's what happened here, but that's, you know, that's one of those things you got to watch out for. That's one. And we talked about that, you know, with, with you know, with, with scams out there about people minting things into other people's wallets. You have to be careful with that. This was like phase two of that. Um, the, the bigger thing, of course, is taking profit you know what i mean um and it's very difficult to do that in the moment it's easy to say it now obviously hindsight you know i had those four when they're up to four and so it comes out of three i should have just sold all of them you know can i ask you something about that sure so i already could tell we're going to be the the most popular and the most hated nft show out there because we call it like it is uh it's the way we are in the sports card hobby it's the way we're going to be here is it more difficult to take profits in the NFT space because things move so much quicker, right? With sports cards, you have maybe a day, two days, a week to think about it, right? Let it marinate. Let the, let the, the brisket, you know, smoke a little bit. Here, you have, you have to make decisions like that. Well, I think it's tougher here because of what you have going on, right? I mean, if you just go on OpenSea and spend an hour, it's not hard for you to find something that cost very little six months ago that blew up for whatever the reason it was, right? And there's no rhyme or reason as to why it, it was the one that blew up. Whether it's Fidenza, whether it's, you know, I mean, I, I could literally spend an hour talking about the different projects that have blown up. And while you are in it, right? When you're in it, when you actually have money in it, not when you're pretending that you have money in it and you're doing a show about it afterwards, telling people how to take profit, but while you are in it, right? It's very difficult to separate yourself from that emotion. And that is something I have to learn from this, right? Because while you are in it, you get swept up in the discord. You get swept up in the group think. You get swept up in the, oh man, this is the next one of these. We are all getting rich on this. We are all going to retire. This is, this is, this is that, that, that life-changing wealth. This is that generational wealth we're making off these friggin' toads. You know what I mean? And that, looking back, it's the dumbest thing in the world. Because why should this thing be any different than anything else? But you still have that in your brain. You have that... Oh, come on, look at how much money these people made on apes. Look at how much money people made on Fidenza. Look at how much money people made on a crypto punk. Like, you know, it's a shame because you start saying, well, why can't this, why, why can't we be the ones? You know, why not us, right? Why not us? And you're in that group and everybody's talk. Don't worry, this is now a bargain. Sweep that floor. You know, look, they were four ETH yesterday. Two ETH is a bargain now. And, you know, half those people who are saying that are probably just looking to exit now at two ETH. <laughs> you don't think that while you're there, but that's, that's really interesting though. Like we are, uh, we're very much in a tribal culture, right? Yep. Where we're kind of forming, uh, teams or militias or alliances, whatever word you want to use, uh, based on kind of how, where our money lies, right? Like it's all of us versus them, you know, yeah. it's, we're the best it, ones go on there. You know, how many times you go on Twitter and you're on like, uh, uh, a discord and there's a Twitter raid section. And it's like, you know, somebody's like, what NFT should I buy now? And they list four of them. And you go in the Discord of one of the four that's listed, and it's like, get on there. Everybody run. We have to win this poll. The space punks have to get 56% of this vote because we're better than the rest of those guys. Don't let those don't let those weird, you know, lazy lions beat us. You know, I mean, that's so, a great, yeah. great transition. So are, are we done with your uh, toads? Yeah, I mean, listen, the, the point here, guys, is... I could have lost even more money on it. So the, you know, multiple lessons, don't just follow the influencers, you know, don't get into something you don't understand, which is a big thing. Um, two, don't chase, don't chase, don't try to catch that falling knife. Uh, three, I guess is um, leave with something. All right.
So shadowy, shadowy coder, are you with us? Ooh. Yeah, we're here. Uh, he's awake. He's awake. So, so give us, you've been heavily invested into the raccoon secret society. Okay. Secret society. And, and it fits your personality, right? You sleep during the day, you wake up at night, you have your shadowy girlfriends. Talk to us about that, right? You've, you've created harbingers. You made them into angels. The devs disappeared. Can you give us, you know, 30 seconds or less in your growly voice, like you just woke up. What happened with the raccoons as Cage sit back and I think he's going to enjoy the show. So no pressure. <laughs> what happened with the raccoons is what I'm getting frustrated with in the rest of the NFT NFT world. I see no uh, longevity in some of these projects because I see no connection with the project to the people who created the project. That's what I really, really like to see. Um, and so the raccoons were a great example of that. They're pretty much dead. I don't know if there's actually been a public for sure announcement. I'm sure the floor is nearly zero. I'm stuck with a bunch. Point zero zero, less than point zero zero one last I checked. Oh, I don't want to hear that. I kind I have, I'm stuck with a bunch. I still have harbingers. I was hoping to sell them and get my money back. I'm sure I'm out money. I haven't felt like calculating it because it'll you might as well just send those things into the hidden portion of your <laughs> open sea wallet because you'd never get you your know, money back on those. I'm going to keep a few of them there because I like the lesson that I learned from it. Um, and everyone's going to have to learn this lesson sometime, and the raccoons were the one that taught it to me. Also, I kind of like the art, so I'm going to keep it um, I'm going to keep it visible. It'll just be my own reminder and pleasant. I want to ask a quick question, though, because – and Cage, you, you want to you say something? I want, I About the raccoons? A hundred percent they do. Well, they've, uh, they had their like kind of, their, their come up, then they had their apocalypse, right? Which they canceled their project previously just to do like a big ha ha. And then they brought it back to life. So if there's any project that can be brought back to life, is it this one? No. What's funny about it is, is that, you know, it is a great study in, in NFT culture. Because if you go in there, you go in the Discord and you read what's going on in there, there are people who are like believers in the project. Like like almost cultish. Like, wow, this is, don't worry, they're gonna still come out, they're still gonna be there, this is gonna still be the greatest thing, the art, the whole deal. And and, and our shadowy coder, I think the, the best part of what you have here is, if we take one thing from this, it really is, 99% of NFTs that are being made right now are going to zero. Let me say that again. 99% of NFTs that are made right now are going to zero. Not the moon, zero. There will be 1% that continue on and are worth something. But 99% worth zero. Raccoons. Math, math checks out. Yeah, worth zero. Raccoons. They will not, you will not get your money back on raccoons. You will not be able to sell your raccoons. Not be able to do anything on raccoons. And just a quick little hitter on raccoons. They had some pretty cool art. They actually had a pretty cool idea. And you could say that they had some stuff going to them that would have made it a, an interesting project. Number one, in addition to the art, they had built into their contract a um, you can trade in three of a certain type and make an angel raccoon, right? And that happened. The people were doing them. I happened to sell one of my angel raccoons for a uh, whole ETH, I think, um, you know, when these things minted for like 0.02. So I'm still losing money on it, but at least I was able to get some out of it with, uh, you know, with that angel. But what's funny about it is, in addition to that cool, you know, additional secret in their contract, 
This was a verified project on OpenSea. Like you've got the blue check and everything. It doesn't have it anymore, right? Which should tell you everything you need to know about whether or not this is going anywhere, bro. Um, so, but here's the deal, right? So, 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 deal, right? Is they came out with this apocalypse, which was always on the map. But I don't think these guys even knew what they were doing, right? They took their money, they minted, they, they, hey, they, hey, hey, it could be girls too, people. I say guys as non-binary, but yes, it could be anyone. Guys, gals, girls, rug pull too. So, 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 um. They came out with this apocalypse and all of a sudden they killed everything. Everything turned into bones. And the prices started going back up because the narrative there was, um, look what we just did to you. This can be done to 99% of the projects out there. The people who own these projects, people who did these projects can kill the metadata. They can, they can take your artwork, your funky looking, you know, uh, ape or whatever it may be. You think you have a rare one? It can be turned into monkey bones. You know they can do whatever they want with it because they still have control over it. And you have nothing. And it was a cool little like you know this could be held out as one of those like lessons about the space. You know the whole deal. But then nothing happened. <laughs> I mean that was and there was like all right, are they bringing the art back? Are they not bringing it back? I don't think they even had a plan. I think they were flying by the seat of their pants. They were going by what was in the Discord. And then all of a sudden, the raccoons came back, but they were like zombies. And like their brains were hanging out, and they had like scratches and bones hanging out of their faces and stuff like that. It kind of looked a little weird. And then the developers disappeared again from the uh, from the Discord. And uh, you can't really sell any of them. And uh, our shadowy coder friend is uh, gonna be stuck with them, but he's stuck with less than me. So I believe I have over a hundred of them. No sugar. <laughs> so let's keep moving. So we have two losses. Wait, hold on. I want to go back real quick. Yeah. Because I think like, we might have glossed over this too fast and I want to add a little nuance. Um, yes, nuance. The part that, the part that, well, before the nuance, the part that was exciting about it was you kind of didn't know what was going to happen. I like that mystery in the project. I'd like to have a little more security in the mystery, but I'm just noticing that the mystery was part of the fun. Like I, I stuck around too long in that project because I was like, oh, they might turn it around. And I'm just witnessing my emotions get involved in this in that yeah. bet, which was a bad idea. But so another thing, about go for it. Because the next project we want to talk about is the mystery security is Lazy Lions, right? So I have here, uh, Lazy Lions, th th their floor has been dropping, but they're hiring staff, they have a new marketing strategy, and that's all coming out in a month. So you have security layered on by mystery. Is that something that's, you know, maybe a better roadmap? I know that's the popular word in the NFT world. Is that a better roadmap to invest in? Here, do you take this? So, going along with my bear theme, and, and I want to make sure everybody knows, we've talked about stacked toads. I owned them and no longer own any. We talked about raccoons. I own a ton of them, but I'm not telling you to buy them. Lazy lions. I own six, um, and I own six significantly higher price than what they're at now. I believe the last time I checked, the floor on those was approximately 1.185 ETH. Um, 1.185. I'm sure that has moved. Maybe it's 1.2 now. Maybe it's 1.15 down significantly over the last couple of uh, weeks, down about 40% in the last week or two. Um, but most things are down. So what is it at there? 1.19. So I said 1.185. So I'm pretty darn close. 
a little bit of research goes a long way, folks. Um, What's exciting like is they still have a tremendous amount of sales every day. So, so I like this one for a couple reasons, right? I like the team behind it. I like, you know, I like the, you know, the fact that they are pretty energetic. But here's the fun, right? It hasn't really had this type of a dip since it started. And if, if you take nothing away from what I'm going to tell you about my bearishness on NFTs presently, take this from our episode, right? Take this from today's episode. I can be dead wrong. I can come on and be bullish a week from now and be like, ah, oh, everything turned around. What a great weekend we had. No, this is our NFTs a flyer. More than likely that will happen. Here is what I don't like about it. No one in the space has had any adversity. None of the cheerleaders have had any adversity at all. Right? There's a reason why the board apes are all in love with each other and why they're out there wearing that shirt, as somebody might call it, the supreme of the NFT world. Right? There's a reason why the board apes are all thrilled and happy with their lives. It's because they minted and it went up. And a week later, it went up a little more. And a week after that, it went up a little more. And then a month after that, it went up even more. And sure, has it come down from where it was like 50 into the mid-30s now? Sure, but when it was 50, it was they were leading into the mutant apes and serums, and everybody who was in it got a mutant ape. Some of them made more on the mutant ape than they had on the in the regular board ape. Prior to that, they had board, you know, kennel club, and they had all been making money hand over fist on these things because the going was good for them the entire time. Well, you have that type of project, right? You have people who are in that, and you have the other type of projects that start off mint and then go to nothing. There hasn't been anything in between. Right? There hasn't been, there have been these high flyers where everybody's making money and everybody's in the Discord and everybody loves each other. And there are the raccoons of the world where you get some fun, you get some Discord, you get some let's, let's, let's join up, let's be great. And then it's worthless. So nobody wants to cop to the fact that it's worthless and go on Twitter and say, look at me and my raccoon PFP. They're done and they move on to the next one and hope that they hit gold on the next one. Right? I think what you're going to start to see, and I see it with Lazy Lions, is... It's in the middle right now. It minted. It was around for a couple of months. And it slowly and steadily grew. Growth. It had growth. People were... It grew. People were People were in it. They minted it. They bought it. And, and they bought in. And the price went up. And the price went up. And the price went up. Oh, we're starting to see the price come down now. And I'm seeing less people so happy to be owning Lazy Lions. I'm seeing less people in the Discord thrilled about um we're the best community out there why because now a good chunk of the people in the discord bought for higher than the price is right now and it's not all we're all driving those lambos together as the lazy lions like it is in some other communities that all made that life-changing money already and it's it's a it's an interesting time to be there because it could go a couple ways one it could go right back up which would be fantastic because then you know they've had some adversity and they've thrived through that adversity and they and they are stronger because of it um it could just kind of middle where it is now and just stay there or you could have very possibly a race to the bottom which is why the floor is doing what the floor is doing now the floor was a two the floor was at 185 the floor kind of in a in what everyone was calling in their discord last week a nice consolidation phase which is natural for things in the market to consolidate between well, let's, 1. let's add value 1. with that sure. and I'll, I'll, regardless of what you're holding 
regardless of what you're while we're doing this can our shadowy coder go into the lazy lions discord if he's in that and pull up the message that they're there because i want to read that i want to i want to make sure we have that um the last announcement from them but go ahead talk about it what what you're going to say a lot of the stuff a lot of the topics that we're going to bring you and guys this is going to be an evolution this is our second episode we're going to be doing this for a long time we're going to be doing this a long time we're going to ride the ebbs and flows the highs and lows of this of this uh world so this is a marathon, not a sprint, and I hope you'll stay with us because we'll be here. Cage uh, and I, we were having a conversation yesterday, and he said, you know, something about strong communities or strong assets. Yep. And I, I replied, I said, we can't judge any of these communities as strong, not even CryptoPunks, because how do you really judge strength, right? So you have a hurricane. I'm here in Mexico. You have a hurricane, right? You need to know that that building can withstand wind speeds of up to 150 miles per hour. And then you could honestly say it's strong. That's a yep. strong community. When none of these communities have had any resilience or any stress test, as my engineering best friend would teach me, you can't say that they're strong. And I say that because regardless of what you're holding, that's a criteria. You know, some people say that's a really strong community. You don't know because they haven't been battle tested. You know, Cage reminded me of the Mike Tyson line. Everyone's got a plan until they get punched in the mouth. Correct. We don't know. We're not predictors. We don't have a magic ball to say when is that punch in the mouth happening. But just be, weigh that into your uh, risk portfolio, into your risk curve. So it's funny, right? So these guys, it's all rah, rah, rah. Everybody's rah, rah, rah. And um, there was a – I'll give Lazy Lion some credit for it, right? But it's, it's one of those things that cuts against the whole rah, rah, rah. They had a comment in their announcement section maybe a day or two ago. Where basically it was like saying, hey, we have to address this, that, you know, we realize that the prices are coming down. Um, and we want to tell you that the NFT space and the crypto space is a volatile space. And that, you know, common wisdom should tell you that you shouldn't have all your eggs in one basket and that you should only be investing here, uh, you know, money that you can afford to lose. And that if you're so concerned, basically, about the, the space, about the prices and whatnot... And it might not be you might you might be over leveraged basically like you might have more in this than you should um which is just really an interesting thing to hear from them i i, I took it as a very positive because they are you know it's, it, they're looking out for their community they're looking out for the people who are in it um and they're trying to make sure that you know people are not in it you know with you know it's kind of bet, bet with your head not over it kind of deal right yep. um Coder, you pull it up yeah i got it here what do you need you want to read it well, it's a long one. Yeah, it's about two paragraphs. I think part two of the announcement. Part two of the announcement about how what, what their plan is. Oh. Um, the one thing that they said uh, it was it had so, to do with being responsible, taking profits off the table, not being worried about selling. Uh, I don't. I'm, I'm paraphrasing it in here, but uh, yeah, that was the gist. Where you don't see a lot of this practicality from a Discord community typically where their moderators are saying hey guys we know this is kind of a rough patch if you have to sell we understand yeah, just quick as we're seeing more volatility across nfts i'd like to take this time to remind everyone that we will not risk lazy lions for short-term gains if these swings are causing you to distress you're risking money you can't afford to lose you should seriously reconsider that general thinking is that you should not put any money into nfts or crypto that you can't afford to lose please don't put yourself at harm stay safe so it's i view that as a real positive from the team i do i think that is you know that it, it's a team that's looking out for the well-being of folks it's a team that is 
one of the things I look at in in a project, and obviously I don't get it right all the time, but one of the things I look at in the project is when prices start to fluctuate, what are people saying? Because if I get into Discord and people are like, don't sell at the floor, you know, don't sell. What are you doing selling? Look at you paper hands. Don't sell. To me, that shows people are over leveraged in a project. And to me, it shows that, um, you know, people are, are, are not in it for a long term. They're in it for a quick flip. They're monitoring the floor. And if the floor continues to move south, those are people who are probably going to jump ship. The people who are probably not in it for the right reasons. Um, and look, people, listen, people flip NFTs, people that are flippers, and that's perfectly fine as well. Um, and there are people who make plenty of money doing it. It's just, it's, it's one of those things where it becomes a little more toxic than it should be. And I think they're trying to nip that in the bud. And it might, I mean, when that thing came out, when that, when that came out, the floor was closer to 1.4. Um, so the floor is down about 20% from when they uh, made that announcement. Um, so people have obviously exited. Um, I have not yet. I would uh, say but, it's a great buy opportunity. Well, I mean, if, if I've seen anything in any asset across the board, when I see a kind of a sell-off like that, it, unless it's dead cat bounce, which doesn't come with a good community typically or good fundamentals, you you could see that being back. Uh, I'll, I'll give a prediction. I'll say it's going to be back up 1.75 uh, in the next seven to ten days, maybe sooner. More bullish than me, but yes, I mean, I think that you know. What, why I am hesitant to buy in and add another one is one, I already have six. And two, it's because everything is coming down across the board. And this is the first across the board adversity that we've seen in the space in quite some time, right? And when we're going to see a lot of people heading for the exits, we, I mean, we already have seen it. And one of the quickest ways to do it, I'm in the, um, it's not a project we're talking about today, but I'm in the Damien Hurst, um, you know, the currency project, the art ones with the dots that I've showed you guys a couple of times. It's a pretty cool project. But what I look at is the completed sales. There are people taking, it's so funny, we say ETH and WETH. Um, there are people taking the WETH offers, you know, the wrapped ETH offers. Um, Which are traditionally at, low ball offers. At an ETH or two below floor just to get liquidity, just to get out of the project significantly lower. That is a that's a panic signal. You know what I mean? And um, it's an interesting thing to, you know, to see. It's, you know, human psychology, human, you know, a little bit of sociology involved in, in, in what's going on. When when the going's good, everybody's thrilled and everybody's making money and we're all going to the moon together on Elon's rocket ship. But when the first signs of adversity hit, I mean, you see people selling 10 minutes after they buy for less than what they bought it for, which is just, I mean, it's, it's, it's a weird thing, but people do it. I, I want to add a little decision. bit on. Yeah, sure, shoot. Go we're, on, only doing, we're only doing three projects per episode because we're going. These are going to be two-hour marathons. <laughs> Go ahead, Shadow Kira. Yeah, I want to add on to what Cage was saying because, uh, like, well, I'm learning new stuff three. every day. What's that? We did three projects. <laughs> you do more. Go ahead. I got energy, but yeah. I want to add on to what Cage was saying. Everything I do is is a learning experience. Learning smart coding contracts. Learning about NFTs. In this case. I'm, I had a good learning opportunity with the Lazy Lions as well. As you mentioned, they've been dropping in price. I bought them actually at the high. I bought one at the high. And so now I've just been eating losses this whole time. Um, and then this would have been a good segue into the legendary keys, the founder's keys. But I really wanted to buy into a new project. Yet I had no ETH. 
left in my wallet. I'm operating on a kind of a small budget and uh, I really wanted to get into this new project. The only way I could get there is if I sold one of my other assets at a loss, which kind of hurt. So I, you know, so selling your lazy lines at a loss is a pain, but you can avoid it if you bring over a lesson from the kind of like the traditional finance world and the personal finance management world, which is to have kind of an emergency fund if you need. Like you don't want to be stuck at the wrong time having to sell your NFTs. Like you want to be able to choose when you sell them instead of being forced to sell them. So luckily, because I have an emergency fund, actually, I just have a really good friend named Andrew Goldberg. He uh, <laughs> he was able to help me, um, you know, fix that uh, low bank account problem and get the get the NFTs I really really wanted to be in without having to take that hit that I'm worried about with lazy lines. That's what cash flow does. Cash flow is a big, 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 big deal. You're absolutely right, Chad Recoder, because you're you're in control when you get to sell on your own terms. When you have to panic sell or emergency sell or you need liquidity, NFTs are not the best asset to have. You're better sitting on Ethereum or Bitcoin or something very liquid like that that is fungible, right? That doesn't have any uniqueness. So you can be in and out. I know you wanted to, Shadowy Coder, I know you wanted to say something about the raccoons. Can we save that till the end? And should we transition into the, the Founders Key NFT with Tom Bilyeu that was minting this past week? It it's reminded a great idea. Me, tell me, I want to hear your summary of this project. But to me, from like a thousand foot view, it, it reminded me a lot of the VFriends project, right? Where you had a successful businessman, Tom Bilyeu, who's already exited Quest Nutrition for multi, multi hundred million exit who started impact theory he has a brand he has a following he has an audience and now he's openly talked about he wants to create the next walt disney world and now he's he's getting into the nft space so what attracted you to uh the founders key nft yeah this this is this is great this is the reason i was late i was basically talking myself off a ledge you know i'm worried with your shadowy you know, girlfriend friend with your shadowy yeah. friend you're both on yeah. a ledge <laughs> no, this is somewhere. This is somewhere else. You know, I have I have a new opinion now, and I hope you guys disagree. But I kind of think we just talked ourselves out of a podcast because there's only one kind of NFT I ever want to buy again, and it's this kind of NFT. It's 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 right on the same page as uh, Gary Vee's NFT, and it's it's nearly the same thing with its own kind of utility and its own kind of group and its own person with a reputation at stake at the top. And we talked about this earlier with the raccoons, the owners, the project creators had no reputation at stake. They had no connection to the project or the community, but this one is totally different. And these, you know, for the foreseeable future, this is just the kind of investor I am. Um, every investor is different, but for the foreseeable future, these are the only kinds of NFTs I ever want to buy again. I have my thoughts on it, but Cage, you're looking at the, at the high heavens. Well, I remember looking at this anything? one, so I'm the only one who didn't get in on this one. And, you know, maybe that'll change. I did not buy in on it on pre-mints or whitelists or any of the fancy stuff. And, and there's one reason for it. And I looked at the webpage and I tried to do my research on it. I don't know this Carl Bilyeu guy because his name is Tom. Um, I don't know this guy at all. Um, I don't know anything about him. Um, I know a million other meth heads who want to be the next Walt Disney. Um, but I guess this guy is going to be the next Walt Disney. I have no idea. Um, you know, it's just one of those dreams a lot of people have, I guess. But I looked at the website and I said, this you guys, you guys is listening ridiculous. will get to know this guy. Said, you guys will get to ridiculous. know Cage. I said, this guy, the roadmap on this, he, it looks like, I mean, it, it, this guy's promising you the world. 
There were like 87 television shows, 14 networks, 57 um, maids of milking, uh, and a partridge in a pantry on the roadmap. And I'm like, holy cow. What? I look at them, though, and I'm like, nothing actually to it. Just a very, very busy roadmap with no real meat, a lot of bones, no real meat. And I look at it, and I'm like, all right, let me look up the man. Let me look up the guy. And I'm like, all right. Exited a company, made some money, got a reputation. That's definitely better than buying a raccoon, 100%. I mean, that makes that makes sense. It's always good to have somebody who's accountable, right? But I don't understand I'm that. Pulling type up the of... the roadmap guys sure. for you here. Yeah, take a look at it. It's huge. It's like a it's a huge. So I don't understand why this would be the NFT that you want to invest in. Yeah, there's the roadmap. Look at that. It's just insanity. I mean, you click on it, and you're like, okay, that looks cool, but like, what exactly is it? But you like, can't so- have it both ways, Cage, because you were adamantly against Gary V's doodles. Correct. But you were also against something that's well thought out. No, this I don't think it's well thought out. I just think it's a lot of nothing. That's what I. I'm just saying it's 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 a lot there of nothing. There's no real substance to any. If you click on them and read around, like none of it really made any sense to me. But here's the the best part. What, what our shadowy coder just said is great. Look, there's like TV shows with like cartoons. It's like very odd. Very, very odd. Uh, public speakers. What does it mean? Well, public, well, public speakers. How is that a roadmap? So, right? so, so let's say he wanted to start the next Walt Disney. Yes. Ambitious goal. Who very. knows if that's true or not. But let's talk about Winnie the Pooh or Beauty and the Beast. Right? Beauty and the Beast put Walt Disney on the map. Let's say you were an early token holder of Walt Disney before they had all this success. Yes. And then they started airing shows and movies that garnered public attention that became blockbuster hits. Yeah. Wouldn't that be a good look for the NFT? Let me give you another one. Yeah, what if you, got access, the, to, what if you that, got access to Premiere, the premiere uh, of Beauty and the Beast? But wasn't that Wouldn't that be cool thing? for NFT holders? So Disney won Academy Awards 50 years before Beauty and the Beast came out. That's first. Snow White is 50 years before Beauty and the Beast. Snow Second. White was the one I wanted to go with. Okay. I apologize. Second. No, it's okay. Second. I just, Beauty and the Beast, I was thinking, you know, Beauty, right. Beast, okay. Snow and White. Shadowy Coder. And then, yeah, Shadowy Coder. And he's got his shadowy girlfriend. No, so, I mean, listen, you're 100% right. This could turn into, like, the greatest thing on Earth, right? And and if you want to go to the pre- premiere of one of those shows, that's awesome, too. But if you wanted to invest in the next big media company... Why are you buying an NFT? Why wouldn't you instead buy stock in any of the media companies that are out there actually building up media? Why wouldn't you buy stock in Disney itself, who is building up Hulu? Why wouldn't you buy stock in Netflix? Like, how does this become where you want to invest? You didn't buy an, an, an NFT that gives you access, to, like at least the Gary thing, which I was against. I, at least I understand that. These, the, it's 10,000 rabid Gary fans who want to meet Gary and go to a Gary VCon convention and have their names attached to Gary and have, have something that's an investment in Gary. Gary's not publicly you, traded. You think most of those people who bought the NFT want to meet Gary? So they're paying $10,000 to meet Gary or $33,000 well, to meet at Gary. At the time, they didn't pay $10,000. I think the initial people who were in it paid a half an ETH was the was the floor price to get in initially. I mean, and, and at the time, it ran from about eighteen hundred to four thousand dollars. Say what you want about it at the time, but but most of those were two thousand dollars. And yeah, the convention was a big part of it, but also it was just you know they were supporting somebody who they were fans of. Now, I don't know this guy. What your what your bull case on this would be is if you think this is a better investment than the media companies that are out there. If you think this is like investing in Amazon before it was Amazon. 
then this is a bull case. Then I'm with you guys. I just don't know this individual. Um, I don't know the person. I don't know how selling a nutrition company, exiting a nutrition company, makes them the next potential media mogul or media conglomerate. Um, and I also well, they've they've already run Impact Theory for close to five years and have close to a billion uh, views. And I've watched some of his stuff. By the way, if you're if you're listening to this, I would go watch his interview with Robert Breedlove, which was incredible on just like the history of money. So he puts out a ton of free content. Uh, similar to what Gary does with Impact Theory, right? But I mean, there were also the Stoner Cats seemed pretty similar, right? Where Ashton Kutcher and and Mila Kunis were going to make cartoons out of that thing, and then like you know, I don't think you, that's think, you don't think they're going to do it. I don't know if the, the NFT itself is is the method for you to be an investor in in those things. You know, I mean. What's funny about it is even with the detailed roadmap as it is, you know what you get when you invest in like a publicly traded company that you think is going to be the next media conglomerate. You know you get dividends, you get a security, you get quarterly meetings, you get you know annual reports. You literally get security, right? That's get, what a security well, is supposed I mean, to do. You get a to piece of the you. company, right? You get a piece of it, right? This one here, I mean, read the roadmap and there's a lot of plans on it, but it doesn't really tell me what you get. Right. If you're looking at this as an investment in this person and his his future as the potential media conglomerate, I I mean, do you get like you you can't? It's not a security, so you can't get a piece of his success. You can't get a piece of the company per se. So I mean, it's just it's a it's an odd thing. And and our shadow recorder makes a great point, right? That if people are out there, you know, buying NFTs because they want to have a, an avatar, right, a PFP of a monkey or an ape or a raccoon or whatever it is, why do that when you can do something like this, where you believe in the person who's on top of it, when you believe in that person because his reputation is at stake and he's already succeeded so much, and it's it's not somebody who can be a rug pull and just disappear. All those are great great things. But you also have those with almost every investable company with actual regulation behind it as well. I mean, the difference would be I don't know this guy, Gary V. If you're a Gary V. believer, you can't invest in Gary V. as a security. You know what I mean? If you're a there's believer, there's also another little um, on my headphones. There's also another layer. You have to invest in those company using fiat, and a big part of the people who love the NFT and the DeFi world is. They love Ethereum almost. Yeah. I would believe to say that they love Ethereum and Bitcoin and cryptocurrency more than they love the NFTs themselves. They're believers in this decentralized finance, and that led them to buy art or projects through decentralized. You can't do that. You'd have to invest with fiat. So, sure. so there's that. We're at 50 minutes. These are supposed to be 30 minute episodes. I, I believe we're going to have to go to two or three of these a week at some. Point. I love yeah. this. By the way, I love it. This is a great conversation, man. I mean. Um, because we, we get to talk about like all ends of the spectrum. We get to talk about all the different kinds of projects that are out there. And just as easily as we say, you know, nothing's really a blue chip because nothing's had adversity, you know, something like this. Oh, it's kind of like VFriends. Well, VFriends is like, like four months old. Right. <laughs> you, know, you know, five months old now, I guess. Let's, you know? uh, let's talk about gas prices. But first, I want to go to you, yeah. Shadow Coder. You mentioned you wanted to add a little flavor with the raccoons and I skipped over. Let's come back to that. Yeah, the nuance I wanted to add, thank you, is um, is is what happened. They changed the pictures, they changed the PFPs into bones. 
Um, and that didn't make sense to me at all at first, so I just want to add a little clarity because I thought that once this contract was submitted to the blockchain, it was immutable. It was stuck. It was it was as it was. I was surprised to see anything change about it. So I just want to highlight this difference, though. There's there's kind of two parts to most of these projects. There's the there's the blockchain part, which is the smart contract, which is the thing you do interact with. But then there's also the metadata, and the metadata actually doesn't exist on the blockchain. The metadata doesn't exist in the blockchain. It is it is the GIF. It is the picture. It is the PFP. It exists elsewhere on the internet under you know under locked you know access so that not anyone can go see it but it's under there uh, on the public internet because it takes just a vast amount of space in order to store all these jpegs so they don't have the money and they don't want to spend the money to store them blockchain so that's the only reason that they could change these profile pictures everything is on the public internet and that's where they can still have access to it it's no longer our shadowy coder knows that when you uh, when there's integration of other things besides Ethereum, when there are other like Polygon, when there are other other forms, uh, it'll be a lot cheaper to store that metadata out there and actually get those up on on chain, let's call it. But using Ethereum, you're right. I mean, to get the metadata up on some of these projects, it would just be it's cost prohibitive. So that leads us to gas fees. So, like, I'm curious. You know, it costs you money to delist. It costs you money to send these. Most people. You know, are doing this with you know, let's say let's say ten thousand three ETH budget or less, probably even less than that. And if these NFTs, for example, are 0 0.07, 0 0.08, 0.3 ETH, and just to list them, or just to delist them, or to sell them, you're basically spending whatever the money, like half if not more. That's a really weird proposition, right? That's not a good thing for the for the hobby, for the NFT community at all. I think it's the you... biggest thing, the biggest thing making people bearish on it now is the gas. I think it's the biggest problem, the biggest, you know, reason why we might not have a quick turnaround. Um, I actually... Do you believe that gas is completely out of its, how do I word this? Gas prices are set by natural factors, or do you think there is an element of manipulation? I think the whole place is manipulated. So if you told me that gas is manipulation, I wouldn't be surprised either. I actually I actually listed, um, and what's silly about it is, how about this for, we'll call it a horror story. You know, before raccoons were a total rug pull, I'm like, let me get something out of this, right? Let me sell, right? And I listed one for like 0.02, right? Which at the time was like $75, right? And I'm like, let me just get my $75 out of this. You know, I'll do this a couple of times. I got a hundred of these, right? So that's great. Let me just get my, I'll take out, I'll take out, you know, as much money as I can, right? So I listed it for that and it sold. And I went into Etherscan because I track every single thing I sell, but it sold like four or five hours later, right? So it sold with a different gas price than what I listed it at. Because I just listed it and the gas was there in the whole nine yards. So I sold it and wouldn't you know the transaction fee was $112 on a $75 purchase. That's so even, even though I had listed this thing to sell and net me $75, by selling it, I actually lost $40. That's I would have been better off not selling it. Can you believe that? That'll leave a bad taste in your mouth. It makes me not sell things now. And it makes I it so that even things, even things that are not rug pulls, you know, things that mint at 0 0.02, 0 0.03, 0 0.04 that are still at their mint price, um, it makes it very difficult to sell. You can't sell them. You know, it makes it very difficult for people to come in and buy that floor up. Because with gas, it's, you know, it becomes way too expensive for them. That's the flip side. Forget about selling. 
right? Like somebody's buying in and they're buying something at, you know, 0.01 or 0.02 or 0.03 and, and their the price is doubled because of the gas price. That's not fair, and it, you know, and it doesn't impact these higher price ones as much as it impacts the lower ones. But the lower one, these the higher ones all started low too, unless you're Mechaverse, which we didn't even talk about, but that'll be a fun one to talk about next so time. I'm leaning, and guys, this is a new project. I'm going to go to you, Shadowy Coder, because I want to hear your take on uh, gas fees and, you know, if eventually Polygon, Solano, if there's going to be kind of this cross between uh, all of the, the, the chains. But... Guys, this is a new show, but let us know in the comments, right? We're just getting this started. You know, what do you want to hear more of? What do you want to see more of? Should we go to two times a week where we recap kind of projects in this format? Or do you want to do one once a week we go with this uh, five project breakdown and once a week we have a guest or something in between? Let us know. It's a new show. We're gaining viewership, but it's very early on. Shadowy Coder, what do you think? What do you make of the gas fees? I know it's a big deal. I think they're prohibitively large. Um, and... That, that part's been frustrating to me. I tried to mint an NFT the other day and gas was $500. So I was battling against, do I pay this money before all the mint goes out and I lose my chance to, or do I wait? And like, that's a weird space to be in. All that uncertainty is not fun for me. Um, and a lot of people have to know this. this is what Cage mentioned earlier. The gas fees just eat into any any profits you make. It makes this marketplace so unattractive in that realm. Um, it's not something I've actually studied so much. I just I just watch it. Um, but it is something I'm picking more and more and more of an interest up in because I just don't know if I want to be paying them so much. It doesn't seem like the best option, and I'm sure there is a better option. I'll come back to that for more, though. What I've heard is, so I've been, I've been with Bitcoin for a long time. ETH and all this stuff is new, but there were times in 2014, 15, where it would take me 24, 48 hours for uh, a transaction to confirm there was that. And then, you know, you have improvements, you have ETH 2.0, you have these these changes, I guess, so to speak, in the protocol that eventually improve the performance, I think, for lack of a better word. All right, raccoons, any, did you, 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 you gave your piece on the raccoons, right? Yeah, we're summed up on raccoons. Awesome. Any final words, big guy? That's you, Cage, with the Pac-Man shirt. No? We'll be back with you guys on Friday. It's another episode of Crypto Casuals. Bear with us. We're ramping up, but this is a ton of fun. You basically get to hear our conversations behind the scenes talking about NFTs brought to you. So the only thing we ask, we'll never charge you for content. If you think we do a good job, give us that thumbs up, smash that subscribe button and share it with a friend. You know, a ton of your friends are probably in the NFT world or have been asking. If you think there's value in this episode, share it.